0: Welcome to Writing Threads with Heather Westberg King and Stephanie Wilson. This is a podcast for people who love the power of story and writers and people who love writers and anyone who just likes real, honest conversation and good writing. Welcome. Let's get started.
1: Hi, Heather. Hello, Stephanie. Hi, this is my podcast voice. I've been practicing <laughs> it this whole time. I'm trying to come on, and I'm just like, which podcast voice will I have today? Because you, you and Elsie apparently really have really great podcast voices.
0: That's pretty funny. I uh, I noticed, she noticed, I should say, she noticed. Well, first of all, welcome to the Writing Threads podcast. We're back, oh. and we're uh. We're back We're immediately chatting because that's how we are. Um, so I recorded like the intro and the outro. Well, she did the outro, but um, when she's listening to the intro, she's like, Why are you talking like that? <laughs> and I was like, What do you mean? <laughs> she's like, Your voice is just so different, you need to do that did, And then, then she did that with the closing. This is my podcast voice.
1: So adorable. And oh. for anyone listening who has not listened to the little mini episode last week, what was that one? It was about a horse. I don't know what title we had on it, but um, you have to go back and listen. Yeah, it was feel, super feel cute. You'll hear Elsie and her podcast voice. Anyway, yeah. it was just like too adorable. It really was.
0: It was. Yeah. I was just, um. well, I was waiting for this thing to work for you to get us both on here at the same time I was trying to remember things for when we talk later about what we've been listening to and watching and stuff so I was just typing that in when you came on and I'm excited about that part too um I just thought we should start with a couple little stories right like it's been two weeks since we really talked maybe even more than that maybe even more than that. I don't know, but I just have to tell you two funny things because we have to have funny things sometimes. And one of the ways I handle like the topic we're going to talk about today, which is not really self-care, um, maybe unself care I don't know, but <laughs> we, um, I handle a lot with humor, which I know like, our podcast hasn't really been a funny podcast. We talk about really deep, heavy, sometimes sad stuff. And there's been so much sad stuff going on to talk about, but, um, making fun of myself is one of my favorites, not like self deprecate deprecation, but just like, this is another thing I did. Like, it's probably Jason's favorite thing to have me come home and be like, "Yep," yeah, And then I said this, you know, or whatever. <laughs> but, um, two things just today, which I wasn't around hardly any people today, but, um, we're recording on Sunday and I went into, um, the bookstore of mine that is a little bit further away. Um, and I went early this morning cause I wake up early and, um, <laughs> I was pulling up outside the bookstore and it's closed on Sundays cause the the restaurant that it's in is closed on Sundays. So I can go in and just kind of like straighten books and put books away and whatever. And I realized I had two different flip-flops on,
1: oh. which
0: is not a big deal. Cause it's not like I was like going to something, but it made me laugh because they're two entirely different flip-flops. And y- you would think you would feel the difference. Like one is kind of a flat crock one, And the other one is like a thicker
1: one (laughs) with like arch support or something. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, (laughs) I just had to laugh at myself. Like, I'm like, this is too funny. I'm just walking around. I mean, and it was all because this morning when I was doing dog chores, I, not that I couldn't do this just for no reason at all, but our puppy George loves to take flip-flops away. So, I was trying to let out the old dog who needs to be like carried to the middle of the yard.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> she's old,
0: and I was like, no, oh, it was like one flip flop of each kind, and so I just put them on to take the dog out. And later, I remember walking around looking for matches for the right flip flops So then I forgot again and just left. So that's one I- thing.
1: I, well, okay. And w- if you want to come back to it, I have like a really big idea for a metaphor about this story. <laughs> okay. No, go ahead right what now. I your, won't forget. Well, I just felt like, um, okay, first of all, you were just functioning because you, you're, you were like on automatic pilot and you had shoes <laughs> on your feet. So it doesn't matter. They were serving the purpose, you know. <laughs> it it didn't matter that they didn't match so like your body doesn't care about it matching or fashion or anything but the other thing is you knew that you put on wrong ones originally I was thinking you didn't realize no you knew and you (laughs) still but you forgot and that's what I think when we were talking about I have like notes about self-care and about like how we we can take on so much and it exceeds the weight limits but we're not good at safety checking our weight limits you mm-hmm. just like got used to it, the feeling you're like oh I just forgot they were all even on <laughs> how many things do we forget that we yeah. even still have running in our background you know we have got all our programs that we're just letting yeah. take up our energy that even realize is still there and can totally be just like when I go through like every every so often I'll remember to like go through and be like hmm, which subscriptions do I need to and right. uh, you know like the free trials that I've had and I'll go through and there's like sometimes so many things I was like paying 4 99 a month for that I like completely never used ever again you know yeah yeah I think that is the flip-flops right now <laughs> Yeah, no, that makes
0: sense. It's true. And um it's funny. I mean, it's gotta be a little bit funny. I I just, you know, get a kick out of that kind of because
1: you can still get shit done in flip-flops, in the in mismatching flip flops. But just (laughs) it's like, how far do we let ourselves go? I don't know. No. Right. What was your other story?
0: Well, this one is a little bit funnier, I think, but um, I went over to Ryan's, my ex-husband. And so we're having another huge garage sale. I'm speaking of adding weight, but um, we had so much stuff left from the last one. And then people kept bringing me stuff to sell, which is so kind because they just want me to keep the money. And I was just like, okay, so it's just been sitting in there because a lot has happened since then. So our garage is completely full of stuff. We don't use it for garage things at all. And so my friend, Amy, like this is when we can do it last weekend in July. And um, so we've been just using, using this time for Ryan to add a bunch of stuff to it because he has a lot of stuff that he just, you know, he's been living in the same place for quite a while, wants to get rid of stuff. Well, his house sits on, in kind of a little valley, like, uh, so it's kind of on a side of a hill and next to his house is a big hill. And at the top of the hill is a shed where we were pulling stuff out to put in the garage So, And I'm like, Oh, I remember that table. And it's like a pedestal table from Ikea from a million years ago, white, modern looking thing. And it's taken apart. So there's there's the base and the big round top of the table and we're standing up there and I roll it out of the shed and I say maybe I'll just roll it down the hill so I don't have to carry it and he goes okay go for it like just kind of like whatever and I'm imagining that it's gonna like wobble
1: (laughs) okay I already have like cartoon visions in my head of what's about
0: to happen okay so this is a pretty big hill right and it goes on for quite a while then there's a ditch then there's the road that people drive on (laughs) to go to their homes and then on the other side of the road is a pond and that is where the table went (gasps) oh heather It rolled perfectly, like did not wobble a bit. I need to learn more about physics, apparently. But it picked up a lot of speed and it hit the ditch, flew over the road
1: and landed. Wait, okay. Were you like planning on like walking it as it rolled or were you like, I'm just going to push it down the hill?
0: Oh, well, I was planning on walking it down the hill because it's kind of heavy.
1: But then it took speed and you couldn't keep up?
0: No, I just said, I think I'll just let it go. I said this out loud. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. And Ryan right, like, okay, go for it. I mean, you know, and then when, when I let go and it started picking up speed and going so, I mean, like so straight and so fast, we both just laughed. And then all of a sudden he goes, cars. <laughs> you know, oh, like, no. But
1: if, but if
0: a car comes. And Elsie was standing at the b- bottom of the driveway, at the bottom of the hill, like far away from it. And for Please some
1: reason... She was not really... I kind of <laughs> wish she would have. Do you have anyone here by that had like ring camera footage or some <laughs> closed caption of this? <laughs> yeah, right. That would be really that,
0: nice. You know what's really crazy is that then we're all just standing there, like looking in the water, like, hmm. Like, and it's a slew you know not yeah. even a punt like you you know you you step in it you'd be up to your ankles and muck.
1: yeah yeah.
0: you'd have to walk out of ways to get to the table but this so, is the neighbor's water so uh-huh. I, we're like we leave the table in the water so I called Jason and I'm like do you want to come over here with your waiters on like where your uh-huh. waiters you in the water and he was like what but he didn't he's just he was he didn't bring waiters i'm like i thought you were bringing waiters he said i i didn't go look for waiters he pulls out a fishing rod and a huge fake bait thing and perfectly catches it on the corner of the table and reels the table to the shore <laughs> oh he is big burly <laughs> Oh my. I went down the hill. It's a really steep little hill to get to the edge of the water. He held my hand while I reached for the table and started pulling it. And then he pulled it the rest of the way out. And it was like,
1: yay. This turned. Okay. Cartoon I had in my head. It just turned even more interesting. That was like quite an illustration and (laughs) full of metaphors, (laughs) too. Right. right. For real.
0: Yeah yes but anyway that's I mean those are my funny stories I also just took another illustration of how life is and why I've been once again kind of thinking about this self-care topic Um, is because I haven't really been able to nail down what I mean or what I think about it and I, you know, asked the question on Facebook about self-care today and got a lot of really great answers. And when we're more into that conversation, I will share, um, there's especially one thing that just really socked me in the gut that someone said um, that kind of helped me nail down what I really mean when I say I just, I just feel not right anytime i i think about self-care or am told i need to do better self-care or even when i we're all good intentioned right even when i say it to other people i sometimes want to take it back like wait i just gave you another thing to do i'm sorry um but to illustrate that further um It's because I'm, and I'm, when we're going to talk about this, I'm really focused on people like the two of us who have a pretty intense, um, number of people to care for and a lot of extra with some of those people and other people who have way more intense than I do you know, that are my friends and I see their lives on Facebook, or I know of them in my community, you know, where it's just like, they are literally treading water. I know how that feels. I kind of ebb and flow with it. Like I go really into the deep end and can't find my way out. And then I pop up and gasp for air and I get a respite of maybe a day or two. And then it I get pulled back into the deep end again and I'm talking about like crisis or just extra stress. Um, but I am more and more grateful for those times like this weekend we're having right now where all the stars aligned and Jason and I have had a lot of downtime and just had a nice time together and not had to be anywhere but we did a couple things that we felt like doing you know and that is such a relief and so needed and i can't even tell you how rare it is but
1: yeah and it's it's that's so necessary to to be mm-hmm. able to <clears throat> deposit into all the other areas that are making withdrawals did you did you listen we can do Uh, the latest we can do hard things podcast episode three switherspoon i haven't listened to the whole thing but they were talking about you know um who you surround yourself with and you know who's who you're always making deposits with and mm -hmm. who's always withdrawing making withdrawals you know i did listen to that yeah and And that really hit me there because we do that to ourselves you know like we have to have Time, which is hard for people like us. I know a lot of times because I'm like, I can get stuff done while I'm resting, you know, but that's <laughs> still not, that's still not the, you're like, even when you don't feel like you're doing anything is filling you back up.
0: Yeah, totally. And I'm, I'm much better at that um, than I used to be. And I think that's what's revealing this, this deeper layer of understanding and thinking about, um, people taking care of themselves is that now that I know that I'm I'm good at it, I can do it. Um, I can let things go much better than I used to, you know, just say like, well, yeah, there's piles of laundry downstairs, but we're just going to hang out, you know, or whatever it is, I can do it. I am just not free to do it, even if I try to plan for it. It just has to kind of, like I said, the stars have to align. Yeah. And I think that's true of a lot of people. Um, But so Friday night, I don't remember what I was doing. It doesn't matter. I don't need to make, I'm really good at making stories really long with a lot of details. But I, oh, I had brought the kids over to Ryan's because they're there this weekend And I was driving back down our street. You know, I live here next to my parents. Um, My dad is just overall sick. And my mom has Alzheimer's in case anyone's new here. Um, Driving down our street and here comes my mom by herself, walking along the side of the street, going away from home. And I was on my way home to start this relaxing weekend, right? Mm, Yeah. (laughs) So... I came up next to her, I said, where are you going? And she just started crying, said, I'm a bad person, and then just walked away from me. And <clears throat> this happens here and there. It hasn't happened as much since um, her, her mental faculties have, have declined more and more. She can't really remember to be mad. Or, you know, if something bothers her, she gets over it more quickly because She doesn't remember what happened and you can kind of change the subject and, you know, move on. It used to happen all the time that she would get upset, feel out of control and, you know, leave, um, which is a common thing for people with Alzheimer's. It's why you have to have a plan in place and something for them to wear so that you know where they are and all of those things, but I knew, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go park my car because we were just like a half a block from home at that point. And, and I knew which way she was going because she usually just circles the block. Um, and so I went the other way and, and, you know, so I'm basically chasing my mom (sighs) and, and I'm, I know it's going to be a fight. I know it's going to be emotional and I'm just walking into it. Right. Like, this is what I have to do. There's, I mean, my dad was calling me at the same time saying, I guess we probably need help and he hates asking for it, and, but that's what I'm here for, you know? And so I, you know, and I said, I know dad, I saw her, I'm trying to catch up with her. I'll get her, you know, and it just put his mind at ease. And he was like, Oh, I think I screwed up, you know, and then I'm feeling bad for him. And she sees me coming towards her, turns around and goes the other way. You know, so I'm basically now really chasing my mom. And I took another side street, kind of trying to cut her off. And I'm like, why didn't I just stay in my car? But she will not get in a car. Like, you cannot convince her to, because that feels like she's being forced. Right. So, you know, usually you just have to go talk to her for a while. And, so then I found, you know, I came around a different way and I found her at the water. There's, um, there's a beautiful spot, a couple blocks away from our houses that is by the water. And she was just sitting at the park by the water and, um, did not remember already seeing me in the car. So it was like, Hey, where'd you come from? <laughs> you know? And I sat down with her and she just cried and talked and cried and, and she couldn't name what the problem had been she couldn't um say well this happened then that happened and then I left you know she just knew that she felt bad she just knew that she feels like she's a burden and she was just saying I'm not going back there I'm not going back there and so you know the next however long was spent just trying to de-escalate her emotions and walk home with her. I said, you can come to our house. You know, you just come to our house for a while until you feel like you want to go home. And, and then when we got close enough, she had forgotten that offer and just said, I'm scared to go in, which nobody think anything of this. This is not because of my dad. He's at least scary person. He, you know, she just scared like nervous, Yeah, like, yeah. And, um, So then it's the work of reentering that situation with her and helping her communicate in a way that both of them can kind of just put a little closure on it. She can't really do that. She kind of keeps spinning in it and trying to articulate something she can't remember. But anyway, long story short, it takes time and it is urgent and no matter what I was going to do to take care of myself in that moment, my mom had run away. And this is just a perfect example, I guess, maybe good timing for us to have this conversation because that is what I'm available for, not just running away, but whatever problem they might be having. Um, It's why I'm their caregiver right next door is because I can enter into the situation so quickly. And I have to be like, I'm like, I'm on call. Right. And aside from that is my own family and a recent death in our family and illness with Elsie. And, you know, so when I'm in the deep end and I haven't been able to catch a breath And someone tells me I better take better care of myself. I honestly feel like I've said this in other podcast episodes, I think where the treading water thing, where I feel like people saying that to me is like just putting their foot on my head and giving me a little push under. Right. And I don't mean to be bitter about it. I know people mean well. I just think... It's teaching me to be so much more careful with people who are in super high stress situations in their families or just in life. Because I do think, yes, some of us can admit that we could do better with self-care. And some of us have to accept that we just absolutely cannot sometimes. There's just no... Doing any less, so that you have more time for you.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, depressing. Uh, Yeah, and (laughs) well, yes, but I think the important thing. Well, I think we're both in it right now, you know. And Mm -hmm. there's, and from the comments on the Facebook post that you had, a lot of people are in it right now. Like we're in the middle of it, and it's Mm -hmm. hard, and you don't really. Like I And I see this mentioned a lot, too, where, you, like, even Taya was saying about grief is you don't really hear, you usually, usually hear, talk about it after it happens or after the mental breakdown or whatever. But you mm-hmm. don't really, or you hear, hear people talk about when they recover from something like this. But what about mm-hmm. when we're in the middle of it? You know, right. um, I think it's really important to talk about. I feel like I am climbing out. So mm-hmm. I hope I'm not too um positive here. <laughs> like in a way, not in that way, but cuz I think yes, it's depressing and also we have to face it that um life sucks. Like mm-hmm. it really sucks especially right now. Um like a lot of things are not good all over and we have to mm-hmm. acknowledge that. And it's so easy to use our busyness to distract from the fact that this world is not going in a good direction right (laughs) we are on it and we are on it and we're in it right now we have to live it and we have to just acknowledge that Yeah. Um, yeah and I think that a lot of people are scared to do that to face the reality and the truth but if we just face it together and I do think it makes me like it and I want to hear what you said about there's a comment in there that changed your outlook or or really hit you punched you mm-hmm. I want to hear that because I we know it is I while I don't like seeing all these people in the middle of it it's comforting to see people yeah. say me too or you know like raise their hand and and feel and be able to relate
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think um, what you're just referring to, because you said you're kind of climbing out now. and, And I know the other thing I have to remember is that there are seasons of life like this. Yeah. And... I think we're all a little bit scared that it's not seasonal anymore. (laughs) We're a little bit scared that it's going to be constant and we should be. It has
1: been, it has been constant. We have to like, there's some things that come on. I mean, like for you example and other people in our lives that, and I mean, yeah, me too, where we're hit after hit, like there Mm -hmm. is not a break from crisis. It is constant. And where it's just like, like what, like where we are constantly—the withdrawals are being made, and it's like, hello, when am I going to be able to fill up to like make up for the deficit? Now, like I didn't have enough Mm -hmm. from the beginning, and now you know, um, so that has it—it feels unending. It does, and I think you know.
0: When I wrote something on Medium earlier in the week, it was about, you know, not the time and the money and the support is not available to everyone. And I feel like all of this, in some way, I have this kind of deep soul knowing that I've had no other choice but resilience in the last several years And I feel like that's preparing me for more. And I don't mean that in a bleak, like negative way.
1: Yeah,
0: It's just the reality of life. It's really hard. And there's so much loss and so much emotion to go with it. And when you're made like we are, to feel things so deeply, like, this kind of marathon i've been running is so that i can continue to to be in good condition emotionally which sounds insane because how could i be in good condition emotionally when i can't take care of myself but something is happening on a deeper level because of the struggle and pain And that doesn't necessarily mean like the world's worst things are going to happen to me. But when more comes, I have this fortitude that's made of feeling the feelings through all of this previous stuff. And then the hopeful thing, like Adrienne Jones commented on that post. And she's a friend of ours that um, lost her husband to suicide. She writes publicly about that um and he was clearly very sick um before he died and she has um just a lot she's always had a lot um and like when her son was small his needs were very extreme um that was another thing and her description of trying to you know what what were blind my question was basically what things are like um obstacles to really living self-care and especially in the lives of caregivers and caregivers who are struggling and she said when life pressure got truly overwhelming nothing I did seemed to help going out with a friend was enjoyable but it didn't offer me more recovery than staring at the tv for a couple of hours nothing seemed to offer any substantial recovery A lot of the talk around this kind of thing seems to be for people whose pressure is less relentless and overwhelming than what I've experienced. When Carter was young and his needs extreme, I didn't have time. I couldn't leave him with a babysitter and my family was unwilling. When Brian was very ill, it was life or death every day for months at a stretch. And during those times, I couldn't leave him alone. I totally get the idea of putting on your own oxygen oxygen mask first, but I literally could not find a way to do that. And I think that that is exactly where so many people are. And then she followed that up and said, and this is why I mentioned the seasonal thing. She said, since Brian died, I've taken excellent care of myself, sleep, meditation, and other spiritual practices, time with friends, and so much more. My kids are grown and no one in my family is in crisis. So much knocking on wood. Yeah. (laughs) There's room for me, finally. Right?
1: Yeah. That is like, to me, that's a really great message of hold on. Yeah. We just got to hold on. Um, I do think that while we're holding on, there are some weights we can be taking off of ourselves. That mm-hmm. um, doesn't have to count as self-care, but it can be, you yeah. know, it's basically part of surviving. And we get to that point. Usually we know when we get mm-hmm. to that point, we know what to do and we'll make it happen. Or unfortunately, our bodies will force us right. to. Um, and so it'd be great if we can. Okay. Ideally, it would be so amazing if we could wake up in the morning and go for our run and eat our healthy breakfast and do our meditation and have all of that, you know, like already in place from the beginning. But that's not reality for a lot of us. And just that idea makes me want to shut down sometimes. And there, are mm-hmm. okay, when I have my mornings that I wake up, and um, usually it's because I'm waking up with anxiety, that I'm like, I better go, you know, run this morning or do what ends up sometimes just a walk but at least i if i can i do that before i go into work and it does help but Mm -hmm. there are days days that will go in a row that i don't have that i don't have that happening it just doesn't Mm -hmm. happen and it's like finding the rhythm to be able to get into that and i i've i've stopped beating myself up for or making myself feel guilty for when i skip you know, because yeah. then the more I do that, the more I skip, you know, mm-hmm. it's not good. I'm just so thankful when those moments can happen. And when they do, it, they usually compound, which means I can keep going on a roll and, and it'll happen more, but I can't be hard on myself for like, I don't know, for you in the quote unquote self care, do you ever feel like when you do it while you're doing it, you've you think about the last time you ever did such a thing for yourself and then that depresses you or <laughs> <Where> you're <laughs> like where then like you can't even enjoy the self-care moment because you're thinking about how bad you are at it
0: well partially, just... I don't <laughs> I don't know I think that happens to a lot of people yeah. but I I I don't even know what I feel when I, I I'm just getting better at it I used to be that I would like, if I went to lie down, I would just think of all the things that were bothering me that need to be done. Yeah. And I don't do that anymore. You know, I can just let myself, like, you know, no, Heather, it just takes some deep breaths. You deserve this time. You're worthy of this time. Have little pep talks with myself, like Ann and my kids taught us,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
0: and, um, And I do okay, but that but like let's say I was gonna like go on a trip just for me that was all about relaxation and that's all. I think I would be probably in shock the whole time. (laughs) You know, I would just be looking around like, wait, what should I be doing? And then like what what do we do next? How do we how do we do this? You know what I mean? Like it would just it would be so foreign to me like if I didn't have any kids with
1: and I didn't have any work to do yes but I have a feeling if you sit in that feeling (laughs) that you would figure it out like oh I would yes and like you were saying that this weekend you have is more of a downtime weekend what does that look like for you well we just crash
0: I mean yeah you know which is we'd been talking about it for a while. Like I wouldn't remember the last time we had a weekend where we just like hung out and watch movies and ate popcorn and just, you know, hung out. Yeah, We couldn't remember the last time that had happened. And then this one came up and we didn't even recognize like, because Friday night, you know, I was dealing with my parents and then I came in and we talked about what happened. And then I'm like, so do you have any plans this weekend? Do we have any plans? You know? And he, he's like, I don't, think we do. And then that was like, it's down to the last moment that we even recognize that this break is coming. And then we're super indecisive about it. We talk about all these different things we could do. And we finally are just like, how about we just take naps and go to bed early. And I love that. I really do. Like, I think that is the best vacation ever. Like I watched some really great stuff and I, I've been reading Florida woman
1: (laughs) Oh, yes, we've got Deb coming
0: on. Yeah, Deb is next week. And so, you know, like... unofficial
1: book club, Read Florida Woman by Deb Rogers. Yeah,
0: Deb Rogers. And I loved Elsie's shout out at the end of the last episode to Deb Rogers. It was hilarious. But anyway, um, I think it's also interesting that that is all I want. I don't know if that's, be- I mean, it's because we, it's a money thing too. So when I wrote on medium, it was all these things that were about, you know, basically what my message was, was that self-care is for the privileged. And if we're talking about it in the way that the world talks about it, I yes. guess.
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah. Cause I, I, cause I think what we will soon learn is actually no it's all already within us we have everything we need um Mm -hmm. but yes but yeah it takes some it does take some privilege sometimes to be able to get to even that anyway no
0: no you didn't know i it's good because i don't want to i don't want to say anything offensive to privileged people either because that's that's not bad like if you have the time and the financial resources to take better care of yourself. What a beautiful thing! Because that means you can pay it forward, and and please take advantage of it. You know, this isn't uh, um, something someone in one situation needs to be bitter or resentful or jealous about another person in the situation where they have the have the resources and the support. You know, I, I have friends in my life who have absolutely nothing. No close family, no friends that can help with their kids. They can barely pay the bills. They're, you know, they have high needs kids. They've got whatever, you know. And then I've got people in my life who, you know, both the people in the partnership make enough money to be comfortable. Their kids are all pretty stable. They have family support nearby. That's a beautiful thing. And I, I wish it were true for everyone. Um, and I do believe that if we are in that situation, which I have been in my past lives, that we are then giving so much to support the so much support to the underprivileged who are unable to have that and are treading water and feeling pushed under. And in that medium post, I then go on to say, here's some things we can do, you know, that help someone in that situation. Other than saying you really should find time, time to take care of yourself. We should be the ones to say, how can I take care of you? Um, And that is the comment that brings me to the comment I was telling you about that just is it articulates what I'm saying in a, in a really good way. And I, she shared a quote with it. I'm not going to be able to um, pronounce the name probably very well, but oh, well. So my friend Kristen said a true social safety net where one could actually eat, pay their bills and receive medical care and not fear losing their job to actually heal. It's bigger than me taking care of me. I can do all the things, but if I'm living in a constant state of stress brought on by knowing that I'm literally one event away from losing everything, I will never feel safe enough to relax and heal.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: And then the quote she shared was shouting self-care at people who actually need community care is how we fail people. Nikita Valerio, I think it says. Yes.
1: Yes. I just thought that was so well said. Yeah. It's huge. And Mm -hmm. I think, and this would probably, I feel very uneducated to be evil, even like broaching the subject, but there's like, I think it can go way deeper. Like I will. And one thing that I'm reading right now is that book, White Magic by Alyssa Washuta. And Mm -hmm. Okay. She it's she's in it's um essays written by this indigenous woman that like literally from the first like little quote that she put in her like be- one of her beginning pages I was hooked. I'm hooked on this book. But okay. she goes into very deeply about like I personally have felt as I go on my whatever journey like leaving religion and understanding, you know, the spiritual traumas that we've been through. I feel like I'm finding the need for us to get back to, um, like just literally the basics and the community part of us and our connection to the things around us. And in this book, white magic, she discusses just basically how her, like their culture, originally in the beginning had like agreements with the land and with the animals. And like, so we're getting back to like the very beginnings and mm-hmm. I feel like that is so important with us. And we are so um, we don't, ha- we are not content and we are like starving and we are burned out because we are trying to ch- achieve and, and going in this life that is not in our nature. You know, right. like there is, right. that, there's that need that we do have and it, we, it will never be satisfied because what we're doing is not going to ever meet that need. Right. Right. Cause it's the lack of that, that culture of
0: care for one another in hands-on, day in and day out kinds of ways. And I think that's part of the reason I love living in a small town because it's here to some extent, you know, but I've noticed, especially with the pandemic and following the pandemic, a a new way of life has appeared. And a small town is a pretty good little way to study what the rest of the world is doing too, you know? And you can see it so, you can see it so clearly here. And I, you know, people are trying, you know, it's like this, everybody feels so sluggish and afraid and just kind of in our own little worlds more than ever before in the isolation and stepping back into caring for each other and doing things together is for some reason way harder than I think we imagined it would be. I think we all imagined we were going to run back into each other's arms when things were quote unquote over. And we, you know, clearly a lot of us are still on the same page with like, well, it's not over, you know, we're just getting new strains of COVID,
1: but also, so that, during, during COVID times is when a lot of people started what, where, like, it became, like, a popular thing to set boundaries.
0: <laughs> and yes. so
1: everybody got better at setting boundaries. So yes. when we get back together, we have that as well. Yeah. And which is a great thing, I think, you know. But right. it does have, it, it has given a whole new awareness of being around to other people in general.
0: Yes. And it's like, okay, it's great to have boundaries, but we also have to check ourselves a little bit too, because (laughs) it could just be that we've gotten in the habit of hiding at home.
1: Yeah. And there's a lot of people that, you know, like those memes and the jokes, you know, you know, we love it when someone cancels the plans, you know, we we don't want to make plans and we don't want to. And that's like a thing that you, yeah, that can be party for your personality, but you can also have the part that has that, that needs that community you know that Mm -hmm. is or is participating in it even if it's just like like I think we like psych ourselves up that it's going to be more than it really is you know Mm -hmm. that it's going to take more from us I think we forget that oh we might be receiving something in this transaction like it's not only going to be um like I, that's just in my experience, there's been a couple things where I'm like, Oh, I'm going to go do this thing that I'm kind of dreading. And then once I'm in it, I'm like,
0: Oh, I needed this,
1: you know? Yeah. I just like,
0: just like exercise and sex.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I,
0: I guess that was a good idea. <laughs> you know. I totally get what you're saying. I've done very little social stuff in a long time. And I, I, I get really uncomfortable before I go. It's, but then I am reminded every single time that I really am, we all are in need of other people, but I am the type of person that's like, I might be quite introverted in a lot of ways, but people are the stuff that fills me up. And I, you know, to fill my tank is to be around other people. And then I can go back and hide in my bed if I want. I still feel good because I saw some people but it's just much more rare now. And that is one way to take care of myself or, you know, whatever we're going to call it, we're going to call, we're going to come up with something really creative to call whatever it is that is self care,
1: but living, um, (laughs) (laughs) just being alive right and And that like like, yeah before the podcast like so before we were recording i was chatting with james my partner james and i was just like you know what does self-care mean to you and you know he was saying you know it's it's the full spectrum it's like it's it's you know sleeping eating right having activity getting rest Mm-hmm. it's um you know enjoying pleasures doing good for others you know it's got to be a balance of all of them it can't be like um all one thing because mm-hmm. you're going to be whenever it just doesn't work it has to be balanced and I know that's so hard and that's the part that's what we're talking about like it's easy to say that but mm-hmm. how do you make it happen in a life where it's like where would I fit it in to make a balance you know mm-hmm. um that's something that we get to and and some moments where they were like I don't have the energy I oh, the only like the only thing I have energy for is just laying on the couch looking at the trees. Mm-hmm. And to me I'm like is actually something some days I just literally just sit and just like be outside or I just like mm-hmm. sit in the sun because I feel like my body needs to recharge with actual sunlight you know like Mm -hmm. I just like there's there's so much of me that I don't even know why I'm drawn to just go be outside I'm outside now because like Mm -hmm. I it's like if I have the option I need that fresh air I need these trees I need this nature Um, Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's not and it's not doing anything I mean like a lot of times book out here and I do I love to read but Times I can't even focus on what's on the page, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to sit here and just like, I feel like something's happening around me or in me. It must be like filling me in some way, you know,
0: yeah. Um, yeah.
1: until, and then, and then hopefully that will, like I said, like compound to get to the place where we are doing more things other than just like sitting and looking at the trees, but yeah, which is, I, know, I agree wholeheartedly that that's
0: that is good and it's taking care of yourself even if it's for a few minutes sorry I have a frog in my throat um but I also you know like wanna I wanna honor there's a conversation in the comments um where Sunday said when I had both of my high needs autistic sons living at home and one was experiencing daily episodes of self injury and aggression towards others, namely me, I found it so frustrating when I could feel myself shutting down due to the anxiety and exhaustion. And yet there was nothing I could do about it but power through. Yeah, power and through. Just, oh, it's so painful. Well, and, and then, but
1: that was your body's survival mode of her shut down because otherwise, yet somehow we keep going
0: yeah like shut down and power through I know that exact feeling like where I just go numb but I'm still walking down the road chasing my mom you know what I mean like
1: and is propelling you yeah to do that
0: yeah and and then she goes on to say that she would go for long walks I would go for long walks by myself when I could. And when I couldn't, I would do short five-minute meditations in my bedroom closet with noise-canceling headphones on. Mm. Other than losing my mom, it was the hardest period of my life. And then oh, gosh. Jana said to her, I'm in this right now, still, again, trying to find those five minutes at a time to breathe. And Sunday said, God, I'm so sorry. Please know you're mm-hmm. not alone. Can you get respite care at all? That did help us some. And her response is exactly what I'm talking about. When Jana says, I don't even know. I can't get that far most days. Yeah. I can't get the space in my head or in my day to look into respite care. And that's when someone else needs to come alongside and look into respite care for her. I'm just feeling really passionate about this. (laughs) I just want the Janas of the world to have somebody do them a solid.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and this is how we have to, I mean, this is a start where we have to talk about it. We cannot be mm-hmm. hiding this. We can't be, I mean, how many of us power through and we don't even have the energy to wave an arm and say, hey, I'm drowning here. We don't yeah. have, we don't, because also, because you know what I know in my personal experience, I don't want helpful messages of like offering advice that I cannot take and unfortunately mm-hmm. sometimes when you when you just weigh the the okay do I want to call for help and then get some attention I don't want right now or yeah do I just want to stay in my corner alone yeah. you know where you yeah. know it's a, like where what can we create that is that other way of helping and, and, and supporting people that is not giving them unwanted attention that actually feel more of a burden to them. Like, like you said, giving them more to do, you know, more to feel or, um,
0: yeah. I mean, a list of how to take care of yourself is often what we give each other and that's just more to do. And I, I just, I think there are some simple ways for people to support each other and support them, especially women. I'm going to say women who are drowning and it, it doesn't have to be something that gives them more to do. Yeah. It can be a confident action because if you know the person, you know, probably something about what they like and don't like and doing something just like they don't even have to answer the door. Like if you just put the meal outside the door and then text them and say, there's food on your front step. I love you. Stuff like that is so amazing for the person who's just drowning.
1: Yeah. And what about for the people that want to do that but they're also drowning. <laughs> well, right, I totally get that. I'm not
0: I'm not really referring to those people.
1: Yeah, but, but I'm referring like- again to those yeah. yeah for those okay so I'm just going to say here for those of us we just send each other little signals and emojis and gifts or gifs or whatever you call them that's that's what we can do in the meantime yep. that is our porch drops and yeah. you know or comments or messages or just telepathically send it because we don't want <laughs> to I know you don't <laughs> yep. have a moment to, you meant to send the message hey we get it okay that is me mm-hmm. right here that is that's where i've been for a long time where it's just like oh my gosh i want to be a better friend but i am just trying to survive here you know mm-hmm. and but there mm-hmm. are but just like we said it's seasonal and so mm-hmm. we know more than anyone when we get out when we get into the season where where we can Send the notes and and the porch drops and things I mm-hmm. think that's when we got, that's when we got to do it to keep it going you know yeah and so that we can pass the baton or tap out what we to and then someone else will just pick it up and we got to mm-hmm. just start doing that again
0: yeah and I I totally hear what you're saying like this is not an assignment for stressed out people to go take care of other stressed out people. Like I I really, you know, when I have those days where I'm like, Oh, the calendar is not so packed and you know, whatever, then that's when I can, I can still with all the things on my plate, I can still do something small for someone, you know, like my friend, Jessica, who's sick. I will just bring her something she's in need of. And I'll probably know what she's in need of because I know the situation, you know, and just be like, here's a bar of soap. I mean, one day I really did bring her a bar of soap and it's because she's too sick to go shopping. And one of her text messages had said something at some point about how she really should go get soap, but she can't move because she's feeling too sick.
1: Yeah. And so
0: I just you know, later in the day, things were going really smoothly and it would do me some good to see her too. So I just said to my family, I'm going to go over to Jessica's for a little while and brought her the silly soap as kind of a joke and kind of, well, now you have soap. Yeah. Um, and that's what I'm talking about is just, even just little things like that. And if, if you have the means buying you know you're at the gas station anyway getting your gas getting someone a gift card you know you're at the grocery store picking up your groceries getting someone a gift card there you know just these little they're they're like magic to the people that receive them who are just in the situation that is being described in these comments but no pressure these are just ideas right we don't want to give people more to do. We know what that's like. <laughs> so Steph, tell me, tell me about what you have been, we're, we're already been talking to each other for an hour. This is happening again.
1: It went so fast. But it's good stuff. I feel like I'm really glad that we are talking about, you know, we, we don't waste our time here. I really like no. that. <laughs> that. I know I do too. Can, you know um it helps me and it makes me feel it always makes me feel better Um, me
0: too well you did share white magic with us and yeah
1: and i really put it in the show notes i really recommend this book i am all about um so i love memoirs and essays and things like that um it just because it's so inspiring to me to continue like to write my story um Mm -hmm. And, um, another book that I've been reading is Sarah Polly. Um, I think it's called run towards the danger and Sarah Polly. I don't know if you, I think I already asked you, but, um, anyway, she was, I, I liked her when she was like a child actor. She like played Ramona and she's from Canada. She like was on Canada channels and stuff and did other shows. And I kind of followed her along as she became a director in the Mm -hmm. movie world and stuff. She has a book of essays called run towards the danger. That book has, I'm, I think I'm the last essay of that one, but um, it is so inspiring to me on how to write my story and a, a different perspective. She has on a story and from telling the story perspective of what she was at that age. And then like, how she is now and how how stories change and i love that because i do feel like so many of us have stories that have changed because as we grow you know we look differently and Mm -hmm. um i really like that because as i want to write my story i want to be true to it it's i don't know really great for into that type of thing um really great book that i've loved um white magic one i'm just like hooked on it and i'm like, I I already feel, like, just as a white woman, like, oh, my gosh, like, learning a lot that I yeah. think we need to be, we we need to learn. Yes, anyway um, And anyway, anyway, I would love I, to read both of those. They sound yeah. like
0: some, some stuff I would really love.
1: Yeah. And both like, books, like where they grabbed me and where was just like oh I can't wait to read today you know like mm-hmm. those when you're excited like those books are my favorite because um, then I feel happy when I'm reading them you know <laughs> it's just, that's, how I was, that's how I felt about Florida Woman too um, yeah. I just love when you're just like into a book and I'm putting my phone down and you know that's all like right. stuff that's and- in my life
0: yeah. And I think with our brains, the way they are, whatever it is, our age and our, our lives, it's hard to find books that make us feel that way. I don't know if that, maybe I shouldn't speak for both of us, but that's exciting that you've had three recently that make yeah. you want to just keep
1: reading. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. there have that are, that I, that I, that I started that I, didn't mention um but just like what happens yeah. is you know I kind of like try to go for the ones that grab me because right now it's kind of like how I'm surviving <laughs> it's like okay I have to have something to read right now
0: yeah anyway, yeah there's-,
1: and there's so much good stuff out there and just it just anything that is gonna keep pushing me to write more yeah and
0: just learn. I love what you said about reading white magic and what it has oh, to gosh. teach you about being a white woman. There's I mean, so I much just love. We, yeah, yeah. There's
1: so much we need to be learning. And it's, I mean, to me, that is a form of self-care is just continually educating my out because like things are constantly changing and, you know, we are learning things that weren't, this information wasn't available to us before. And, you know, Good or. Right. We um, didn't have the awareness to go seek this (laughs) information before. Now we do. And when you know, you should, you know, do better. So anyway, that's that's my little thing.
0: Yeah. I'm actually pretty bad at reading stuff lately. And Florida woman has captured my attention. I want to know what these people are up to. I'm in it, you know, just going, what, is the freaky thing that is happening i can't wait to find out
1: but Ooh. anyway oh go ahead. sorry i interrupted
0: no i was just gonna say i was gonna say oh spoiler like you were
1: gonna get excited and tell me no i won't give spoilers oh. i won't give okay. spoilers but i do love that um for some reason I was like Florida woman was the first fiction book I think I've read in a while. Like I have been like, you know, basically doing a lot of memoirs and just like Mm self-help and all of that, you know, nonfiction books. And it was just so fun to get back into like a fiction. And I, all I kept thinking was like, Oh, I could see this being like a limited series on Showtime and they cast in these roles i just liked thinking beyond into that but also also when you're like what's the freaky thing um we did go see nope the other night that's a new movie jordan peele's new movie and it was really fun and a really great like escape if you want just to go and like just set your brain like down for a little bit and just be treated to something fun that was the fun movie to okay good to know it, it is suspenseful. like i am mm-hmm. i'm i'm kind of a chicken when it comes to horror stuff because i don't like gore and i feel like that's like the number one little warning they put up on everything like every episode of stranger things was like gore not yeah. my not my favorite thing however it that it this movie is i think more on the intelligent end you know yeah. Challen- challenges your brain. That type of suspense and thriller type movies are more what I like. Yeah. And so, anyway. Me too. I movie love movie suspense. I just, I just don't love to see, like, people
0: getting their heads cut off. I, I like yeah. the, like, somebody's coming kind of suspense. But, um, okay, so
1: I have to ask you if you have watched The Bear on Hulu. I am. We watched
0: Steph I'm in love with it what
1: how many episodes are out are they all out
0: well at the whole season I think
1: okay unless it's
0: one of those that keeps going and I just haven't yeah maybe it. I don't know I think the whole season that was the whole season did you watch it all we watched it all (laughs) most of it yesterday (laughs) when we were doing absolutely nothing together so
1: it makes me really want to make some Italian beef sandwiches. <laughs> um, but we, so we've only watched the two episodes so far, but we're definitely keeping on. I just have been like, I'm serious when I say like I'm outside as much as possible. And like, yeah, that's like good. Not, as, not as, but we're sneaking in some TV time. Um, yeah. And that's in the like, winter, the it'll be better. yeah, yeah. But, but I, I adore you know, this Chicago show. show. I, that's yeah. what I love about, but anyway, I want to hear more.
0: Well, I won't tell y'all about it because then, you know, but I'm just going to tell you kind of like my feelings. Okay. I'll I'll tell you my feelings. I think part of it is I've worked in restaurants, you know, off and on throughout my life. So part of it is just that like understanding, I don't understand at all what it means to be a chef, but just the intensity, like when there's little things that happen, like where the camera scans over a note that um Carmen wrote that says sense of urgency and I just burst out laughing because I was like oh my gosh I can't tell you how many times I've heard that in the restaurant world you know
1: oh funny well but when you're watching do you not feel like oh my gosh I have like this is so much chaos in my life so much chaos as it is or a little bit like,
0: like, like yeah Jason said that when we've watched the like we were like halfway through the first episode and he's like isn't this stressing you out they're just screaming at each other all the time and like can't get stuff done and everything's stressful and they can't pay the bills and blah you know and I was like yeah I know it is kind of intense but then I would say that isn't happening quite as much throughout the rest of the episodes there's still what I've heard yeah yeah it's still intense but they're not just constantly hating each other and you know whatever but the backstory comes more and more into the picture and you learn more and more about the chef and you learn more and more about the other characters in the kitchen and their relationships become more and more endearing. And I just, I adored it. Like I just was so sad. Like I was like, no, I got to wait. I hate Aww. that part about binging shows, you know, where you gotta yeah. wait. I loved it. It's the bear on Hulu. Can't really, if you have small children, you probably don't want this on in the room because it's just screaming and there's a lot of F words in the screaming. Um, just kitchen talk, I guess, but it is. Um, it's got a lot of heart and a lot of really good acting in it. I love the main character from Shameless. I yeah, can't think of his real name right now.
1: Lip, yeah, but I don't. Is Jer- yeah, Jeremy I don't is it Jeremy? Yeah, Jeremy. Is it Jeremy? Something is that right? Jeremy something yep. something. It's like a three word yeah. thing. Um. Yeah. So I watched <laughs> that.
0: It's a three word something that's we're we're leading people in the right direction. I could look it up um, right
1: now, but I'm not gonna. Okay. Yeah. It's okay.
0: <laughs> and then the other thing I watched, um, which I know I'm watching this stuff that is like, <laughs> I don't know how it happens. I just end up clicking on stuff that I'm like, Oh, this is going to be really sad or intense or whatever. But I think this is part of the way that I kind of, I grieve. And yeah. part of the way that I get my feelings out is if something is real and because true. The hard, Yeah. I'm crying and I know I'm not really crying about just the TV show or just yeah. the people in it, but, um, this one was real people. It was a documentary called the kingdom of us. And oh, no, it no, is that's... about, it's on Netflix and it is about, a large family, there's a whole bunch of daughters and one son, and it's the story of them living life after their dad committed suicide, and they're, they live with their mom, she takes care of everything and everyone, and that is another great example of what we talked about in this episode, watching this woman care for some high-needs kids yeah. who have been through trauma And it's about each of their journeys and it flashes back and forth because their dad would record everything like, and especially on birthdays, he would do these little interviews with each of them. And so it flashes back to them talking to their dad on these videos and then talking to the camera about the loss of their dad and just their own lives and what they love and what their life is like. And it is, it's beautifully done. And just it's I mean, it's heart wrenching. It really is. It's, you know, just them trying to come to terms with the mental illness their dad had, why it went the way it did, and their abandonment, you know. So it's hard stuff. And the and the mom talks, you know, just about how like she's asked how she feels about him now, like eight years later. And this is such a good example of what we're talking about. She basically says, I don't know. I haven't really gotten to think about my own feelings.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: And I just was like, oh. You know, and they're in the show, they're going through a lot of the stuff that he had, like, stored away in this, like, trailer on the property and going through stuff that's hard to look through. And, you know, just so she's being confronted with her emotions more because they're looking through this old stuff. And I don't know, it's just, the way it was done was really beautiful. So that's another thing I watched. And I think that's all I've watched the bear and the kingdom of us and have been reading Florida woman. And that's all I, all I fit in probably since the last time we talked.
1: But they're good. I picked good ones. Yeah, you did. That last one mm-hmm. sounds heavy, but oh, mm-hmm. I think I'm avoiding heavy stuff. Still, so. that's okay. Sometimes
0: yeah. we can do it, and sometimes we can't. Yeah, I'm
1: trying to. What we started. Oh, this is very. Um, I guess this is geared to very, very certain set sets of audiences or whatever. But we've been what, catching up on Big Mouth on. Uh, ever watched that one i have that not one, okay that one is like very rated r but like it, it it's, it's a cartoon it's they're it's like they're all going through puberty and it is so <laughs> like to be honest i feel like it like heals me from my own pubertal trauma <laughs> so um in a way i don't know but there yeah. are some things on this show that i'm like oh gosh even I'm like embarrassed watching, and then I'm like um I need to check that embarrassment or I need you know like right like in that way it's that healthy way um yeah we were were, like dying laughing and I can't remember I love things that make me laugh right now because I need it yeah
0: we did you reminded me that we did watch something we started watching something funny we um have been We've watched a few, a handful, probably, of um, Well, Melissa McCarthy and her husband.
1: Oh, I heard they had a new show, but I have no idea what the name is.
0: It's Netflix, I think, God's Favorite Loser. I think that's okay. what it is. Um, And it's super funny. I mean, yeah. just the way that they are. And then it's got, like, it's kind of, I would say it's a little bit like, um, now I'm going to have, trouble with you know okay Ted Danson and Kristen Bell and Heaven the good place but yes yeah, it's, it's similar to the good place with okay. its humor yeah and it's like yeah like it's amazing. it's really good. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like stuff. Yeah. I like and I like stuff that like it's like not only does it push boundaries it's like oh I didn't even know that genre existed. You know like <laughs> yeah. those I appreciate and I'm thankful for people that are creating you know more and yeah
0: okay lady well it is so good to talk to you again it's been a while I know I'll really be looking forward to talking to you and Deb next week Yeah, she's a wise one too
1: yeah big time
0: yeah so I'm really looking forward to that I'm and she did, she mentioned that she would talk to us about parenting, right?
1: Yeah. She, and she said the the light at the end of the tunnel. And so yeah. can we just hold on for one more week? Um, <laughs> we can hold on. And, you know, you anyone has a lifeline to us in some way, you can find us online. It's so easy. And I like, even if you have something weird to say, I want to hear it because mm-hmm. I'm here and I will, I'll get you. Like, I feel like that's the thing is that we're here. There's clearly no story too crazy for us because I never know what the next crazy story you're going to tell. All I can see is that table rolling down the hill. Oh my yep. God.
0: You just never know what I might do next. You never know. Yep. And yeah, we are, we are, you can l- look for Writing Threads online, the Writing Threads podcast places and heather westberg king and stephanie wilson no just yeah that's, stephanie that's Wilson. i almost called. yeah i almost called you your old name and then my brain got scared um, oh
1: and you know that wouldn't bother me i like at work yeah. at my job that i've always been a wilson at i initialed my old my married name initials the other day on something and i'm like what the heck like where did that come from some deep in my brain that remembered that it was so strange because it's been a long time anyway yeah I know I get it I get it yeah anyway
0: yeah I remember you telling me that
1: yeah did I say baby
0: stuff yeah Yeah. okay I guess we we got that done okay (laughs) we should go I'm gonna go eat steak
1: oh well, enjoy. Isn't that nice? And this is my closing podcast voice. <laughs> we hope you yeah. enjoyed writing threads today. <laughs> I love you, Thank Heather. You for
0: being here, I love you too. <laughs> okay.
1: Okay. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you again for being here with us for another episode of the Writing Threads podcast. If you would like to have some of your writing shared on the show, send it to us at writingthreadspodcast at gmail.com and we'll let you know if we receive your message. And don't forget to subscribe to Writing Threads wherever you like to get your podcasts. We'll see you next time. Until then, we love you.